Listener Production. Previously on All Day Breakfast, Andy proposed to the love of his life, Delaney. I just went down to Hall's Gap and got on my knee. (laughs) Oh, that's sweet. Easy as that. Yeah. Oh, at the pinnacle at Hall's Gap? Yeah, up on top of the balconies. She cried a bit, then said yes and got annoyed that I went to put the ring on the wrong hand, so. (laughs) (laughs) With the marriage proposal out of the way, Andy's mind turned to arguably the more important question. Who would be his best man? This guy's been by my side well, for over 10 years and well, he's literally the kind of guy who'll do anything for me, so I just don't know how to ask him type thing. <laughs> so on today's episode of Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast, in front of all of you, Andy will pop the question to his best man, Dean. You know, oh. more nervous about this question, <laughs> popping the question, rather than the other one, Andy? Oh. Maybe a little bit. Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast present a special proposal episode. The Search for True Brav. Ah, yes. Welcome to All Day Breakfast today. Uh, The Search for True Brav. Um, What a week it's been, Matt O'Kine, where we talk to a man who just wants to ask another man to be his best man. To be the best man, to you be know? the best man in the world, the best man in his Not life. Not just a good man. Uh, it's going to be a, a great episode. Dare I say, a tearjerker. Uh, stick around because in all of our lives, it could be the the most important question any of us ever asked. To be that person that stands by your side as you commit to someone almost on that level. Hey, um, we've also got a very special guest joining us today. Uh, his name's Sean Zepps. Uh, you might have heard Sean from the brand new podcast, Come Out Wherever You Are. It is on Listener and it uh, details incredible stories and personal stories mm. about prominent Australians and people from around the world who uh, have come out and are telling, sharing their stories. The queer community is such a brilliant one and their campaign of Love is Love have been going for a very long time now, Matt O'Kine. So we are going to be celebrating love here today on Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Thank you very much for joining us. We love you and we cannot wait to go on this journey with you. Let's get started. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Alex Dyson, I was watching Tina the other night. Tina? Turner? Yeah. Oh, I think that's documentary what it's about Tina Turner. Yeah, the doco about Tina Turner. Did uh, you have you watched it yet? No, I'm not the documentary about the llama from Napoleon Dynamite. What is is there one of those? Tina, come get your dinner. Don't, <laughs> don't know that. <laughs> no. Isn't that the llama's name? Anyone? Brian? Um, well, you want to talk about llamas? What about Winamp? Winamp. It really kicks the llama's ass. <laughs> All right, we got to we got to you know our our references are top notch. I think there's such a thing as too much of a good thing. <laughs> we maybe just bring it back. All right, Tina, tell us about Tina Turner documentary. Well, I mean, the whole time I only really know Tina from two songs. Gotcha. What do you got? You know the first song. What's love got to do? Sure. Got to do it. Yeah. Wait, you're not going to give me any props for that impersonation? Awful. Continue. You're joking, aren't you? Honestly, as that was coming out of my mouth, in my head, I was like, sounding good, Matty boy. 
Give you props for that. That was that was <laughs> pathetic. So she uh, that that came out was yeah. number one, right? And then I kept going. Well, where's where's simply the best? Yeah, right. And um, and it just it wasn't in the doco. They didn't even talk about it. What about Nutbush? I don't know if she. I don't know if she. Oh no! Yeah, they did do that in 1976. Yeah, was it in the doco? Um, I think, but that was Ike, wasn't it? With Ike, and that's not you know that's 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 terrible. Yeah, go past that's those terrible years. stuff. Yep. Um, but uh, they did sort of talk about some of those songs. But yeah, the best, simply the best. It, it's at the very end of the doco. Spoiler alert. And uh, and I was like, I wonder why they didn't sort of make it more of a story, you know? Sure. And then I uh, did some Googling. And, I mean, this is the face of, this is the song of the anthem of rugby league around this country. She performed it at the grand final in 92 or 93 in front of a packed SCG, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm sure she remembers that as the pinnacle of her career. (laughs) (laughs) As fondly as the Australians do. (laughs) Bunch of Broncos fans cheering at her. Um, But then I Googled it, and um, it, it is a Tina Turner song, but it was actually released... The year before, by Bonnie Tyler, who wrote it and released it. Now, Bonnie Tyler, Total Eclipse of the Heart, an well, absolute anthem in itself. Well, that's interesting. Now right, you got see? my first. You had my curiosity. <laughs> now you have my attention, Madokine. Well, that's it because I didn't realize that that was uh, that, that it was a cover, and I didn't realize it was a cover by someone who is as well known as. Bonnie Tyler. Well, 80s power ballads, you know, Total Eclipse of the Heart, that is up there. Oh, it goes right in to uh, where the blood pumps for me. Oh, so good. Every now and then I get a little bit tired listening to the sound of my tears. Turn around. Bright eyes. Every now and then I fall apart. Yeah, killing it, Maddie. (laughs) That was just a look into Matt's head there. Anyway, when I heard that, I tell you what, my mind was blown. It is a good feeling, a little mind blown, isn't it? I thought you were going to press the button then. Well, we do have a button for it because you're like, oh man, I love when the mind gets blown. You know, how about that? Can we can we get some audio? Yes, Marshy has some audio, but that is mind blowing. But I want you to give me something else by, before I, uh, I hit you with the, uh, the audio. What okay, else can you okay. tell me that blows okay. my well, mind? This is this is something else that I uh, that I found out. Um, um, Pia Miranda from Looking for Ella Brandy. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Uh, incredible Australian classic movie came out in the year two thousand. Pia Miranda when she filmed that movie, twenty six years old. My. I was pretty impressed by that. Did you know? Did well, you think that's it? Yeah, okay. When you're starting a segment of mind blown, okay, Matt, when you when you want to get in there, when you've said to Marshy, Oi, Marshy, stop what you're doing, make me some audio, mate. When you're doing that, I, I want I want the my brain goo to be splattered on the walls. Peter Miranda not, being 26 not... at time of filming, no, it's not even breaking through the skull. Are you serious? No. I thought that was really interesting. No. Sorry. What about this? What about this? Apparently, if you type SS before any YouTube address, you can download the video. Mind alone. Right. You've got to to do better than this. 
<laughs> this o- this audio deserves better. Well, I don't have any more. I, don't, I honestly don't have any other facts. Bron, do you have any more facts? <laughs> oh, no. I thought that they were all really interesting. What an inauspicious start to this <laughs> well, segment. What? Okay, what? But, okay, Simply the Best is a cover by Bonnie Tyler. You didn't know that, did you? Exactly, no, that was the blown. best of the lot so far. How old did you think Pierre Miranda was when they filmed Looking for Ella Brandy? <laughs> No, it's exactly. Not, you didn't know. It, you didn't know. That information is not gunpowder. So when you when you give me facts about it, it's not lighting, okay? It's and a I bet you didn't jumper. know that it's if not you, very flammable. If you put SS before a YouTube video, apparently there's something. I mean, I don't I haven't tried it, so I don't know if it's true. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently it is. Anyway, look, right. I don't know if that's legal either, so don't don't do it. Bron, any any big facts, mind-blowing facts that you These can give us? Such old references. I don't. I don't think I've ever seen "Looking for Ella Brandy." Oh there you go. Um, How about that? They're going to release a TikTok version soon, well, Bron, Bron. That you can watch <laughs> forty-three <laughs> episodes of it. You're the age that P. Miranda was when she starred in it. Mind blown. <laughs> How old was she meant to be? It's sixteen school. or something. Seventeen. Mm. What do you Anyways, got for us, Bron? What's your what? fact, Bron? Um, this. I don't know if this is good, but. I heard somewhere that apparently there's only 25 blimps in the entire world. Mind blown. <laughs> away. 25. That's, you see, that is that is better because I would expect them to be more blimps. Wait, I mean, apologies because I hope, I hope that audio isn't from the Hindenburg because that would be absolutely no. brutal. How many blimps in the world? How many blimps in the world? Is that true? <laughs> It comes up 25 on Google. <laughs> 25 blimps in the world. That's great. I think most are good year. Yeah, they'd have to be. Wow, the Van Wagner Group, who is an airship organisation, <laughs> estimates. That's general consensus. So no one can know for sure how many blimps are out there. That's not many blimps, is it? And you know what? <laughs> I don't think I've seen one. Yeah, you spot one every now and again. Um, we Well, we did ask you what... Uh, what mind-blowing facts you had to absolutely blow our domes. And um, I tell you what, we delivered Bort gave us this incredible fact. I study conservation and land management. One of the units is identify and classify plants. What we learnt in class is that while bananas, pumpkins, tomatoes uh, and chilies are technically considered berries... Strawberries, raspberries, and pineapples are not. They are considered aggregate fruits. Also, tequila is made from agave. Agaves are part of the asparagus family of plants. Therefore, tequila is a fermented asparagus spirit. Mind blown. blown. That, okay, I'll, I'll pay that. Yeah. I think, I think it doesn't, the song doesn't work as well when it's dun 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 Fermented asparagus spirit. Asparagus. We also had Amy get in touch with this absolute dome blower. Hey guys, so I just found out recently after asking my husband, who was a doctor, in particularly an anaesthetist, the side effects of different types of illicit drugs and all the things. Uh, He actually told me that doctors um, use cocaine as anaesthetic for eyes during eye surgery. 
Um, apparently it's in liquid form. I don't know how they get it or how they make it, but yeah, it absolutely blew my mind and I thought it was extremely interesting. Well, there you go. Um, I guess I'm off to get some work done on my corneas. Uh, I will. <laughs> nah, jokes. Hey, that was interesting. Yeah, Thank you for sending stuff. those facts in. And please keep them coming because um, we want to we want to continue to blow your mind with the incredible facts of yeah, this world. Yeah, do better than me. Do better than me. <laughs> all right. I, I look. I'll admit. I mean, I. I. Hey. Hey. All I. All I'm here for. All right. I am but the little twig. All right. Atop the kindling. You know, in the in the in the stranded person in the in the forest, you know, trying to start a fire with two sticks. I'm just I'm just a little bit of of uh, hay, you know, sitting around the two sticks that are being rubbed together. So, you be the you be the fire starter. Get in touch. Uh, send us your mind blowing facts, and um, every week we are able to ensure that your mind is blown. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz. Now, Alex Dyson, our next guest is a podcaster, a presenter, a bit of an influencer as well. You may have uh, heard his podcast come out wherever you are. It is available on the Listener app or wherever you get your podcast. It is a great honour to welcome to Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast, Sean Zepps. How are you, Sean? Hello, hello, hello. Hey, Sean, thank you so much for joining us. This podcast seems so interesting because we we love stories and um, so many people in the LGBTQI plus uh, community have some incredible stories of um, becoming comfortable with themselves and letting the world know exactly who they are and what they're about. And um, you've got a brand new podcast on Listener, which get, you get to delve into a bunch of these stories. Absolutely. Honestly, it has always been my dream to hold space for the queer community. Like from such a young age, right? You're a, you're a young little yipper snapper living life and you're looking in the media and in books and in movies for people who look like you and talk like you and act like you and you just don't find them. And so when I got to an age where I could start to create content, you know, that was a space I really went for. And I often feel like Within the queer community, a lot of the stories that make their way to the, to the mainstream are really positive, which is great. It's the, it got better. Yay, life is amazing. Look how fully formed I am as a 35-year-old with 10 years of therapy. <laughs> but, the, <laughs> but the truth is, my friends... Are you, are you saying there's a lot of, uh, here's one I prepared earlier without seeing the, um, <laughs> the full ingredients list? Maybe. I'm not like, you know, pointing fingers or anything. <laughs> but I feel like, you know, when pride occurs once a year or when... Um, Pride Month happens or there's marches around the world. That's the whole point is to celebrate. It's okay. Life gets better for, for these people. But for me in particular, I was always interested in, did everyone else have as rocky of a road as I did? You know, was it hard for people to, it gets better, to get better? And that's really what this show is all about. Amazing. You know, you mentioned that having a rocky road um, growing up or in terms of exploring your identity what, what does that mean? What were some of the examples that, you know, you faced, some of the troubles? I was raised Roman Catholic. 
uh, raised in quite a strict uh, community and strict just in the sense that we believed in God and we believed in the Bible and we went to church multiple times a week. Um, and so just the, the layer in my life of um, believing that anything that was a sin was, you know, terribly bad. And then knowing deep down inside that I was that thing. I was the sinner. I was going to hell. That has a massive psychological impact on you and your comfort with the people you love most, your ability to tell the truth. Uh, you start to practice putting on different skins, right? I'm going to be more masculine. I'm going to lie to girls and have fake girlfriends. And so it, it really just builds up over time. And before you know it, you have an entirely different personality than a personality you might actually have had if it wasn't for, you know, that little book kind of dictating all the decisions that you make. So a huge part of the queer experience is as an adult after coming out, finding out who you actually are, who you mm. actually could have been. So a big part of my upbringing was just suppress, hide, don't tell the truth, lie and figure out a way to get by so that, I mean, if, if I'm just addressing the reality, so I don't go to hell. Absolutely. And I guess, I mean, everyone's experience is unique and you'll be exploring that throughout the podcast. As far as yourself goes, though, what, I mean, going to hell is is one big one, <laughs> which she could be <laughs> an overarching thing. Um, but also the relationships that are close to you would be the, the truly tangible things. Did what you were, what you were afraid of I guess when it came to your coming out, did that transpire in the same way? Because I'm sure people, it's worse than they thought. Some people would find more comfort um, and support than they potentially envisaged. Where did you lie on the, that little um, spectrum? Oh, it's such a good question and really important, I guess, for anyone anyone who's ever struggled with anything in their life. We often build it up to be worse than it might really be. I was blessed. I came out um, in 2000. And so I had a decade of the 90s where the world really started to change, right? Will and Grace and real world on television and a lot of gay people, uh, the narrative shift is basically what I'm saying. You have decades and decades of an AIDS narrative, which basically means if you're gay, you will die. And then you have a couple, a full decade of, you know what? That's not actually the case. You can live a fully um, a happy life. So when I came out, I had worst case scenario in my head. I was going to get kicked out in the middle of the winter. I was going to be living on the streets in the cold. And my parents were like, oh, we, are, we knew. We knew, buddy. Good to go. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> Everyone knows. Everyone knows. We can smell it down the street. We, you, you have an in sync poster above your bed, buddy. We know you are gay. <laughs> um, and so, you know, I was speaking to um, a gay friend of mine recently who is probably, I'd say, maybe 40 or so, but he was mentioning that, that, you know, there's, he still has people in his family that, you know, you either don't talk about it with or mm. are still actually, you know, have pushed him away because of it. And, you know, not to name names or anything, but do you still have people in your life that, that, that is a, applicable to you? I would love to name names. Let's do it. (laughs) Um, I'm blessed. I am truly, seriously blessed. There was one person in my life, just one person. It was an uncle who used religion, like hid behind religion, um, when in fact he was just homophobic. Um, And it took a solid decade of him getting an opportunity to see me 
see that I didn't change, meet my then boyfriend, now husband, and kind of get to see with his own eyes exactly who we were. Um, and I think over the course of that 10 years, I didn't invite him to my wedding. Uh, he ended up getting an invitation because my husband thought it was important. But at that wedding day, looking me in the eyes and saying, I was wrong. Like I was misguided. I mm. hid behind a narrative uh, propaganda that was pushed on me that no longer is real or does not exist. And I see your true self. And so now I have zero people in my life. Um, that being said, I do run into those people. I mm. meet random people at a park. I meet a homophobic person walking down the street. Uh, you know, as a queer person living in this world, you're not naive to the fact that they exist. I get messages on Instagram every single week, you know, from people really? who do not agree with the fact that I am gay. Oh, absolutely. Oh. It's, a, it's a big part of being a content creator, right? The trolls, they're always there. Yeah, yeah, it's such a shame. Um, and, you know, <clears throat> you speak to some incredible guests on mm. your podcast, uh, even people people like uh, Just The Gist podcast host, Jacob Stanley. A lot of people might be listening to Just The Gist who also listen to our show. Um, mm. Also, Patricia Cavallis, who uh, you might have heard on, uh, on the radio, ABC National and local. And is everyone sharing their story about coming out? And what's, what are some of the stories that stick out to you. Mm. And also, is coming out the right phrase anymore? Are you, is it, are you allowed to say that? Absolutely, 100%. Okay. Um, there really isn't one story. There's not one consistent thread. Not only do, does every guest we've interviewed have a unique story, a different background, they're also all from different decades, right? We have people who came out in the 70s, 80s, 90s, and we have people who've come out in the last couple of years. We have different people from different cultures, different states in Australia, and everyone has their own path to finding themselves. That being said, they all kind of share a similar journey, which is what is it like to live a life of a lie? What is it like to suppress your truth? What is it like to know you are something but not tell people yet? They all have a coming out and that almost is always linked to when they told their family. So specifically in our community, the moment you tell your mom and dad is usually the moment, the coming out that you remember. Mm -hmm. And then we do focus on the show and what happens after that. And I think that's really the one big takeaway I'd love to leave with anyone who listens to the show or is considering it. Once you come out of the closet as a member of the LGBTQI plus community, it does not end there, my friends. You come out, in many cases, every single day. I came out literally this morning when a man came into my house to drop off a koala mattress and said, where are the wife and kids? Yeah, mm. right. Just this it assumption, happens. yeah. Absolutely, it happens Every guest talks about it. Every guest talks about the fact that whether it's daily, weekly, or monthly, you are constantly put into a box and that box does not relate to your experience. And so you make a choice each day. Is today the day I come out again? Or is today the day I'm an advocate? Or what did you I decide just gonna... this morning, Sean? Oh, I was like ready to 
freaking stand up and march with a rainbow flag. I was like, my, <laughs> my husband is at work. <laughs> and he loved it. He loved it. He was like, so most people in Australia are very, very, very nice and very kind, especially in a city. He was like, oh, mate, so sorry. Absolutely. That's amazing. Oh, so. great. Well, yeah, that, that's a great thing. Like due to these um, immense amount of stories and the bravery that people have shown, you know, particularly mentioning in the older older days where it was a more shameful thing, it seems like, and I think Matt, Matt touched on it, where coming out is a term that seems to be sort of eking away because it does indicate that there should be some sort of shame, that there's some weird truth that you need to tell the world. And it's obviously yeah. still there, as you mentioned, for so many people. But how do you see this sort of degradation of, of that of that concept of coming out to a point where hopefully it sort of doesn't exist anymore and people are able to, um, yeah, not, not see it as some sort of uh, secret. Yeah. That's such a great point. We interview quite a lot of young people. That was actually a, a hope for me was to get access to people who were younger than 20, who would be willing to share their experience. Cause what I wanted to do was really be able to paint a picture of an, a timeline in Australian history, a part of the show I wanted to act as a capsule. The truth is, and I know you guys know this, um, queer people are, are more likely to uh, struggle with mental health. They are more likely to uh, commit suicide, specifically our trans siblings. We are still painted at, um, in media often as the silly best friend, or if you are a trans person as a prostitute or someone who's in jail, uh, people are still being killed all around the world for being members of our community. So until that ends, until we stop telling people in churches that it is a sin, until people stop dying, I don't know that we're ever going to stop coming out because the truth is we still make up a small percentage of the world, right? One in 10 people depending on what research you're looking at, are a member of our community. And that means that these young people who are feeling the way they do are looking all around them in the world and books in, in their own home, their own parents, and going, I'm not like that, and I'm not like that, and I'm not like that, and I'm not like that. So that's why it's important to come out, because it's just acknowledging the fact that what is, quote, normal you don't relate to that. Mm -hmm. And so I can't really imagine that that moment won't occur um, anytime in the near future. I'm hopeful. What I will say is a lot of the young people that I interviewed and continue to talk to online, what they're having is a safer, calmer, more beautiful coming out experience. And that's because there are more of us all around advocating in the media and in the press. So when people come out and they say, I'm gay, their parents know what that means. They're not immediately afraid. They're not scared. They're not confused. They go, okay, cool. I know a lot of gay people. I got a gay friend. I have a gay, you know, cousin. And so my hope is as we get further and further into the future, it's just going to be an easier experience. I think more and more people in this country in particular are comfortable saying partner instead of husband or wife, right? Mm. Australia's moved pretty progressively mm. forward that way. And I'm, I'm getting the sense that more and more people are, are trying to treat everyone as bisexual, which is, do you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend? A big question mark. Cause it's just safer, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. Definitely. Just so you're not the dick at the party. <laughs> yeah. I remember one of the temp pole moments in Australia, and this is just from a, you know, an oblivious teenager um, going oh. through life was hearing about play schools controversy uh, because they depicted a, an Australian family with two mums and the kids going to school. And that was all fine. As a father of two kids as well, do they need to come out to their friends? Is their come out transferal? 
um, when it comes to these sort of things. How do you how do you find that as uh, as a parent? Oh, that's so good. I'm gl- like thrilled that your mind is even going there because I think the truth about the coming out experience is it's not just an individual experience. When someone finds out that someone they love is a member of the LGBTQI plus community, they have to process this information and they're requested to process that information very quickly. For us as the people coming out, we often have months or in many cases years and in some cases decades to process it. And so when you're on the other side, when you're the mother, the brother, the children, yes, without a doubt, you are asked to come out for us in your own private lives at work And you will have to deal with, and so will my children, I imagine, um, having to kind of out their parents. The good news is, is that for my children, I have two, three and a half year olds. Um, They're growing up into a very different world than, than any of us grew up into. And so the idea of two dads having children is not a complete shock, especially not in a city like Sydney where we live. I've also... Um, we were walking home from daycare once and a little girl said to my daughter, where's your mom? And Stella said, I don't have a mom, silly. I have two dads. And she looked at my daughter and said, I wish I had two dads. (laughs) (laughs) And it was such a beautiful moment. Mm. I guess the theme of this conversation between the three of us is basically we always build things up to be worse than they are. And in that particular case, that little girl just didn't care. So yeah, she is going to have to keep coming out. I think for probably the rest of her life, she's going to have to stop people and remind them um, that that she doesn't have a mother. Um, That being said, we are absolutely moving in a direction where most people, most Australians are prepared to say partner or parents. And so I think that's the safest way to be inclusive. Absolutely. And how do you feel about representation? Because you can it's tangible how much better it is getting in the media, um, whether it's, you know, advertisements, people um, re- depicting same-sex relationships um, mm. on screen when they're drinking their coffee in the morning or thinking about purchasing insurance. Do you, how, how much do you find that as such a positive step? And how much do you, are you cynical and seeing it as tokenistic at times? Oh my God, I'm loving these questions, boys. This is so great. This is basically all I want to talk about all day long for the rest of my life. So the fact that you're asking them is brilliant. I am not naive to the fact that for most of human history, documented history, we haven't had a huge presence anywhere at all. There's absolutely harm in us being presented as a tokenistic example of what it means to be queer. And for most of the eighties and nineties, we were the hairdressers. We were the fashion stylist. The truth is we do represent a really large section of that community. And so when I see a tokenistic example of a gay man on television, what I try to do is go, Hey, we're up there. And that's better than it was 10 years ago. (laughs) We're moving in a good direction. What I will say is I have started to see us in air quotes, us, the larger community represented in much more normal situations and outside of the obvious time periods in which you would talk about queer people. So when it's Mardi Gras and I see an ad with a gay couple, I'm less excited than when it's not Mardi Gras, not Pride Month, and there's just a gay couple normally in an Apple ad listening to their music or whatever. And so I think just normalizing the experience is really important and, rem- and seeing us in completely normal situations, just living our lives. That is what really excites me. And that is when I feel like it's a huge win 
I would love to see us represented in many different situations. There are gay men who are tradies. There are gay men in politics. There are gay men and gay women everywhere. We do not all fit into a 90s stereotype of what it means to be queer. That representation, we can always keep doing better there. Sean, your podcast is called Come Out Wherever You Are. Um, it's available on the Listener app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to it right now if um, if everything that Sean said in the uh, interview has absolutely captured your attention as much as it has ours. But I just wanted to ask before we let you go, I did want to know if someone listening to this podcast right now is thinking about coming out or wanting to navigate that process or trying to ask themselves questions, what's some, some, some things that you learned? What's a few tips that you've learned from all of the stories that you've heard? Oh, such a loaded question. It's a great one. I think about it constantly. The beautiful thing about the world is that it has evolved and it has changed. And there are huge communities all around the world that you can have access to right on your phone that are going to allow you to find a safe space filled with people, not just people who are out of the closet and comfortable and confident with who they are, but people who are also questioning what it means to be a human. And so when I was a kid, that didn't exist. So if you're at any age and you are considering, is this who I am? You can pop online and you can do research you can find other people like you who are exploring, who are questioning. You can find all the various definitions of all the different types of genders and sexualities, and you can dive into those communities in the safety of your home. You don't have to tell anyone. And that's so beautiful. That's one of the best things to come from social media. You can follow our come out wherever you are. It's literally just that full sentence, come out wherever you are. You can follow our Instagram that is a safe space, a safe space to listen, a safe space to learn, a safe space to digest content from people who are really confident with who they are. And then I would say find a safe space, find someone who you trust, who you know is going to have your back. That might not be your family. That might not be your colleagues, but just look for those people in your life who you believe are going to be there for you come out to them, find a group of people or a person uh, who can be your safe space and just test the waters there. We also have unbelievable resources all around Australia. Um, Minus 18 is an unbelievable organization in Australia. They have a ton of resources that are going to allow you, again, to explore yourself in the safety of your home. And then I guess my, my last thing that I often say to people, you have two choices. Uh, you can continue to live this life the way that you are, uh, questioning, concerned, a little bit scared, isolated, unsure, or you can step into your truth. And I think anyone, whether they are straight, gay, or an ally, will admit that when you speak your truth and get it off your chest, you always feel better. It goes back to the beginning of our conversation. We often build things up inside, and then the moment that it's finally released, we just feel this huge weight lifted off of our shoulders. And so I would say, find a way, as long as it's safe, find a way to just speak your truth, get it out there, go to a therapist, go to someone in private that you can just test that water and it will change your life. The moment you get an opportunity to be your true self is the moment that you really get to start to live. Um, And I guess this corny sentence, if it gets better, it's most definitely true. I'm proof of that. 
Oh, Sean Zepps, it sounds so great. We cannot wait, wait to listen to come out wherever you are. Uh, get on the listener app, wherever you get your podcasts. Sean Zepps, it's been an absolute pleasure and we'll chat to you soon. Thanks, guys. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. The Search for True Brav. Oh, and we've come to that time now, Matt O'Kine. The penultimate moment in the show, uh, the time we've been waiting for, where uh, Andy, good friend of All Day Breakfast, who's just got engaged last week, pops the even bigger question, and that is to a friend who he wants to be the best man. Yeah, look, it's been a touching week, uh, looking back in the last few days, and uh, I'm really, really excited. Andy is on the phone right now, and uh, i got to ask you, Andy, how have you felt over the last three days knowing that this big momentous occasion is coming? It's probably been the most nervous I've been in my life. It's mm. you know, too big of a build-up. More nerves <laughs> than when you asked your partner to marry you? Oh, possibly. Like, I don't... I'm just shaking now, you know? And was there any <laughs> chance that he's going to say no? Oh, I really hope not, because this will be very awkward. Yeah, well, indeed. For well, your, I mean, for your sake, yes, but for our sake, <laughs> a no would make great radio. Um, but that's just me. Well, we are <laughs> excited. I mean, Australians have been following this story for, for two days now. They're besotted with the great Australian bruv story, which is Andy and Dean. Tell us, before we do call Dean, because I've got Dean's number here, ready to type it into the phone, um, tell us a little bit about him. Oh, he's the kind of friend who'll just do anything for me. Give him a call and he'll be there. And, like, you can go out and have a few drinks with him. Like, I remember there was one time where he didn't quite make it home, where he had to find a suitcase on the side of the road and had a quick little nap in it. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's hope he doesn't repeat that on the big day. Hopefully he wears a better suit at your wedding. Um, yeah. rather than the case, <laughs> Andy. But look, um, the time for talking is over. The time for asking has begun. I'm going to give Dean a call now. Matt and I will say good day to him. Um, he doesn't know what's about to happen. Um, and then, look, we're going to hand the floor to you, man, and it's and it's up to you to uh, give us some true bruv. Okay. All right. Hold on there, man. Um, I've got the number here for Dean. Let's call him right now, Matt. Oh, I'm nervous. I'm just as nervous for Andy. Here we go. Hello, Dean speaking. Hello, Dean. It's Matt and Alex here. How are you? Hi, Matt and Alex. I'm pretty good, thanks. How are you guys? Good, thanks, Dean. Now, just wondering, do you, do you happen to know who you're speaking to? Uh, yeah, I think. Sorry. I'm Alex and that is Matt. Anyway, we... We're doing yeah. the All Day Breakfast podcast. Um, yeah. Done radio for a while together. And we just love connecting people and we love great moments. And we've actually got a f- good friend of yours uh, joining us right now, um, Andy from Melbourne. G'day, Andy. Hey. Now, Dean, not sure you know this, but Andy's got a very special question he wants to, to ask you. So we're going to hand the reins over to him and, um, well, over to you, Andy. Cheers. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's... Well, uh, bit, bit nervous. <laughs> Take your time, Andy. Well, yeah, you've you've been a great mate for a long, long time. You've sat next to me in the dark times, and I want you to stand next to me in 
the good times and I want you to be my best man. Mate, I'd, I'd be absolutely honoured to be your best man. You've come a long way and I'm really proud of you. Yeah! Oh, that is <laughs> beautiful! What a moment! The best man has been found and it is you, Dean, from South Australia. You said yes. Is it a thousand times yes? How many times yes? Ah, uh, yeah, we'll call it a thousand. Oh, yeah. wow. Right, Dean. Dean, have you ever been a best man before? Uh, I have been a best man at my, my oldest brother's wedding. Wow. Oh, wow. Great. So, you, so you're experienced. You know what to, what to do, how to bring it for Andy, how to be the best supportive person on his big day. Um, are you going to be the type of person that ends up derailing the ceremony by, you know, some wild night the night before or... Uh, you know, we're going to have to not have any suitcases near the near the event so that you don't end up sleeping in them. What's going to happen, Dean? Yeah, yeah. P- strictly suitcase free zone. <laughs> but uh, I'll, I'll try not to. Uh, I'll try not to ruin it too much with the speech. Got to ruin a little bit. <laughs> well, tell us the great things about your mate Andy. Tell us how you've seen his new relationship blossom to now an engagement and an upcoming wedding. Tell us the great things about your other best mate. Uh, look, Andy has gone through some pretty tough times in the past, and uh, when he met Delaney, it was uh, like a, like a breath of fresh air. She's uh, she's a great girl, and he's a great guy, and I couldn't be happier for both of them. Andy's uh, hardworking, intelligent, and yeah, he deserves to be happy. I tell you what, oh, Matt, this I'm is calling it awesome. I'm, I could I could cry myself right now. This is too true, bruv. This is true, bruv, and the two of you will be standing up there as uh, you tie the knot with your beautiful hey, fiance. Andy, Andy, how are you feeling? You feeling relieved? Yeah, well, really relieved now that it's out there now, and I don't have to not tell him. Oh, <laughs> mate! Did you? Have, did he tell you before we did this, Dean? No, he didn't. Uh, oh, good on you, Andy. Well done. <laughs> Keeping secrets. I love it. Um, well, thank you very much for joining us, Dean. Thanks for uh, being a part of it. Thank you, Andy, for getting in touch and just saying, hey, got this idea. Want to ask me, mate, to be the best man? Um, we, you know, to be fair, we milked it like a Jersey <laughs> cow. But anyway, thank you for letting us do that. And i got to tell you, boys, in all seriousness, the lads, us, us lads, we don't talk about our emotions enough. So you're getting on here and telling each other what you mean to each other. I mean, it's absolutely beautiful. So thank you for being a part of Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. We'll text you next time. Enjoy the wedding. Can't wait to see the pics from the honeymoon. I expect you to be going along as well. Vino, such <laughs> is the trueness of your bruv. Uh, but we will catch you soon. Goodbye, boys. Goodbye. See ya. Farewell. Cheers, Thanks, guys. And thank you for being there as Matt and Alex celebrate the things that bring us closer together. And look, no matter who you are, just hold those closest to you tight and let them know they're the best. Hey, Daiso, bloody bruv you, mate. I bruv you too, Matt. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au. Listener.